It has been a crazy week in the world of the UFC, and it is far from over. We're here to talk all about it, and we have a few guests coming right up. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. And go, and go. Welcome, everybody, to AfterBuzz TV here, live, live. Live. I emphasize live. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget that we're actually live. Like, literally, like, we can interact with people all over the world. People can be tuning in on YouTube, uh, live on YouTube, obviously. Only for the next 48 minutes, because after that, then, no, they're just th- going to th- watch and I go, think, this guy's an idiot. I think our producer said we can get 49 minutes. Ooh, nice. So we'll see. I, I, I talked them into an extra six seconds. But here, we are here live. If you're not listening to us live, you can watch us always on YouTube at later on. You can w- listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, all the above. Comment, please, five stars. We want to hear your feedback. We love talking about you guys. But, of course, I'm not alone. We are here with a full panel, or full house, yeah, I guess you can say. true indeed. We're, uh, we're covering the whole table here. Uh, I am, of course, JTAN716. I'm normally over on that side of the table. But, in this case, we've got uh, two guests keeping our seats warm here. Uh, Terion Flash Ware of RFA with a match coming up in the uh, middle of July. And his coach, Ian Harris, of course, returning proverbial... Uh, AfterBuzz guest champion who's uh, been here once before <laughs> nice. in the old studios. Um, fellas, welcome uh, to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Real quick, I want you guys to, to plug your Twitter. I yes. mean, a lot of people are watching. They want to follow you guys on Twitter, on Instagram. So uh, where okay. can people find you? Uh, <laughs> my, my thing is at Comedioker. Everything's at Comedioker. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, same thing for me. Everything Flash MMA. Um, Twitter and Instagram as well. You need that synchronicity throughout social media. I mean, that's that's what I do. J10716. Cool. And I'm George Hermosa. I'm here all day. Um, obviously, we usually we're joined by Gabriel Gonzalez at Double G on TV. He unfortunately can't make it, but he will be back this Sunday as we cover the historic uh, UFC 200. But uh, we have another fight night to talk about tonight. We're going to we talk do. all about that. We're going to talk about you, Tarion, who's got a fight in exactly seven days. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you're very excited about that. Very anxious. You want to get in there and obviously knock some people out. Um, yeah, we're going to talk all about it. You obviously. only get one, though. <laughs> only one that night. Yes. Unless Minnesota is, uh, has got different rules than, that, that's, than that's the last the only time reason, I was That's the reason I don't fight, actually, is because I'm a... Uh, I'm a originally karate practitioner, and I can't fight less than two people at a time. <laughs> you so need the dragon I, circle, right? I need, I just by instinct, <laughs> you knock out the ref. Right. Like, oh, I'm exactly. sorry. And then you're in the cage. I get a loss. It just doesn't work for me. So. <laughs> but yes, we have a lot to talk about. Crazy, crazy 48 hours in the world of the UFC. Dude. And it's going to be even crazier, I'm sure, the next 48 hours. We've mm-hmm. had drug test failures. We've had replacements. We've had injuries. We just a little bit of everything. And it was so close to being perfect, too. UFC 200 pretty much wasn't even touched until like right. two days ago, and now obviously big, big things going on. That should on. have been the red flag. That should have been the warning going, something is about to happen. It's funny because yes. nothing has happened. We'll talk all about it, but er- earlier that day, Dana White was like, dude, I'm surprised that everything is gone. And then six hours later, you know, it all falls apart. But uh, we did have a fight night yesterday, Fight Night 90. This is kind of the genesis of this UFC. Mm-hmm. Weekend, the first of three back to back. Their Super Bowl, their WrestleMania, their World Series of, of the UFC. And here is a they got the Hall of Fame coming up. It's they their got, Woodstock, if you will. Yeah, I guess you can say that. <laughs> it's, it's very, very much so. And even so, on Fight Pass, I know we always emphasize Fight Pass. It, it's a great, great streaming service, subscription based digital network. Uh, obviously, they have live events, but you can also watch. <sighs> Hours and hours and hours. If you're an MMA oh, fan, days and months of stuff. Obviously, uh, yes. we've talked about it before, and as George said, you know, just a library of pretty much. I think it's the easily the largest collection of 
combat sports under one banner. Um, yeah. That that being Fight Pass, of course, but you know, uh, Pride, Elite XC, Show, uh, um, Strike Force, Strike Force. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then collections from all over the uh, all over the country, currently running and older ones like Cage Rage. Um, trying to think what else uh, is, is I, probably Rumble on the Rock is on there too, I believe. Um, yeah, there's so many things on there. I mean, yeah, yeah. There, there's fights going on on Fight Pass pretty much every there's, day. I think because they have the on even the the new stuff streaming a, mm-hmm. a Pancrase right yep. from Japan. I mean, there will uh, be. I mean, let me sh- let me ask Titan. you guys this. You know, with Fight Pass going on, you can have your history of fighters. Do you find yourself going on to Fight Pass and maybe studying a lot of these potential opponents of you guys, maybe in the same division as you, or maybe even someone? In a similar division as you guys, I do. I I go. I, I used to keep. I used to record all the all the shows and keep them. Mm-hmm. Now I'm actually every time I go. Oh, should I delete this? We might have to fight this guy. Right. I go. Hey, it's on Fight Pass. Right. I, I can just search this guy and find him. Find him and and, and study him. You know, like for the most part, everybody. That, My DVR is so much lighter these yes, days. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, earlier on in the Fight Pass days, we saw a lot of uh, fight cards that maybe were. It weren't essentially exciting or whatnot. And I know no disrespect to anybody fighting on those cards, but not a big demand. Like, oh, well, that, that card's on Fight Pass. But slowly but surely, we're starting to see more title shots. Right. Anderson Silva, just not too long ago, fight was in the main event of a Fight yeah. Pass card. And now we have, for the lightweight championship, Eddie Alvarez against Rafael Dos Anjos, champion Rafael Dos Anjos, on Fight Pass. Yeah. yeah. So I want to say it's nine ninety nine, but if you get like a subscription for like 12 months, I think it's like seven ninety nine. Yeah. So. Kind of, kind of works out if you think in long term, but uh, it's easily the biggest show that Fight Pass has had, and mm-hmm. uh, under the leadership of Eric Winter, who I think is uh, came on to Fight Pass, he became the, the the chief of Fight Pass probably about a year ago, maybe less, but uh, yeah, ha- has really pushed for more marquee matches uh, to be to be showcased on, on on Fight Pass, and for that to be a destination. Which um, shoot, with this with this card itself. That was a, a big boon. I mean, yeah. not, not only was it a huge match, but the show itself delivered. I yeah. thought this was a fantastic right. start to the three-day overdose weekend that Absolutely. we're going to have of fighting. The whole um, event was great. Yeah, yeah, it really was across the board. So, so yeah, yesterday we they were start? live from the MGM Grand Garden Arena from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, as you always do, if you want to run down the card real quick, if you want to... Yeah, you know this. Um, one of the best things, guys, about this, uh, we we started out really fast and with uh, quick finishes. Um, at the very bottom, at welterweight, uh, Vicente Luque from Ultimate Fighter. Um, what was it Brazil Brazilians versus uh, American uh, Black Zillions versus American Talk Team over Alvaro Herrera submission in the second with a dart stroke. Then at bantamweight, Marcos uh, Marco Beltran over uh, Reginaldo Vieira. That was a rear naked choke submission in the second. It was five five submissions, I'll say. They said uh, I think it was row. the most the most in a row in, in mm-hmm. UFC history. Yeah, yeah. And that one, that fight was crazy because the guy went. It looked like he was going to lose, mm-hmm. and and he just reversed it. He went for the guy went for a leg lock, reversed it, took his back choke right. out when he was losing. Yeah, was yeah. Like, that was that was a quick turnaround. Speaking of, we'll get to another one as well. Uh, lightweight Gilbert Burns over Lucas. Um, I practiced his name on when they were broadcasting it, but. Uh, I w- did you guys catch a pronunciation of it? Uh, it, it, it looks Go, like uh, Sajewski, uh, but it's not. Oh, yeah, yeah. I no. know that it is not. Um, he got armbarred in the first, we'll just say. <laughs> um, Felipe Orantes over uh, Jared Saunders with an armbar in the second. And then your guy, Pedro Munoz, getting the guillotine choke over Russell Doan in the uh, just at the very oh, middle first of the first. Um, that one 
performance of the night. Uh, bonus for Pedro. Did it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Anthony amazing. Burchek over uh, Delano Lopez, uh, split decision. John McDessie over Meji Baghdad, former RFA champion, uh, split decision there, which I thought was super close. Uh, Alberto Mina was the main event of the prelims on Fight Pass, although you wouldn't really notice one way or the other. Uh, he got a spectacular flying knee knockout over Mike Pyle uh, at the end, uh, beginning of the second. The main card was uh, Irish Joe Duffy at lightweight over Mitch Clark. That was a uh, rear naked choke submission in the first. Uh, fast, I think the fourth fastest submission so in UFC quick. history. So a lot of a lot of good history going on, yeah. you know, to sit yes. things off. Uh, SoCal favorite Alan Joban at welterweight. He got a unanimous decision over Bilal Muhammad. Uh, and the co-main event, heavyweight Derek Lewis, the big black beast, his nickname, I didn't coin that <laughs> over big country Roy Nelson in a split decision and then for the main event something that uh, yeah, talk about history here light new UFC lightweight champion Eddie Alvarez over Rafael Dos Anjos TKO in the first, first yeah I mean coming into this fight I mean I want to ask you guys when they first announced this fight Eddie Alvarez versus Rafael Dos Anjos do you think Eddie Alvarez was the right person for or was ready or the right person to fight Rafael Dos Anjos for the title I don't think I didn't think that he was the right guy for the fight, mm-hmm. but I said that I th- I thought that was a a rough style matchup for mm. Rafael because they both fight they fight similar and they'll both get in there and firefight and you don't and Eddie's one of those guys that he can take a punch and land yeah. a punch and I I said before, I've said to many people I'm like if this gets into some kind of a brawl they start swinging I go this it could you cannot count ever Eddie Alvarez out. Um, I've been I've been wanting forever to see uh, um, what's his name the the, the Khabib? Russian Khabib, Khabib yeah, Nurmagomedov. Mm. Nurmagomedov that's who I who I think has deserved it for a long time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know hey Eddie's done so much he's beat a lot I mean beat uh, beat Pettis who I think is the I still think Pettis is the best fifty fiver out there he's been on a slide but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's history in the making. I think that's what we're not talking about, and I don't know if uh, how much that's going to resonate in in the MMA media. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first Bellator and UFC, the first person to hold Bellator and UFC gold. Yes. Correct. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know that's if that doesn't say something about Eddie and all that he's been through with his legal issues with right. Bellator, sitting out for uh, over a year, wanting to leave Bellator and, and get to the UFC and prove himself. You know, I mean, this is a huge point for him personally, where it's vindicated and justified everything that he's been through. And I think he was also, although this is this is showing my fight age, I think he was also Bodog Fight Champion, <laughs> which was actually a legit, so? which was a okay. legit organization for a while. Yeah, we had Bodog Fight. They they were the they um they they went were shooting down from Costa Rica and from Vancouver. Oh yeah, the, the okay. reason is because which is the reason the whole thing went down. The guy who ran it wasn't had some kind of uh, tax issues and wasn't allowed in America. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think that's why they eventually went down. But it was actually a good show, and they they put a lot of money into it. And mm-hmm. uh, and Eddie was fighting at like one eighty five, one seventy. He fight any yeah, that. and he okay. was killing people. And this was this was ten years ago. Yeah, it was. So he was like, I mean, he's thirty. He was twenty three, something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, he was a young guy, and he was champion back then at like one seventy or something, if I right. remember correctly, which I right. might not. So yeah, I mean, the guy's been around forever. So it's kind of cool to see him get his exactly. His, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's cool. Um, there's there's history there. There's now a new guy to talk about, you know, Hall of Fame, depending on how he uh, how he does as champion. 
I mean, in pro wrestling, we call them dream matches, but I guess in some ways it's a dream fight. I mean, you have Eddie Galvarez. I mean, I guess it's not as so much as before as the UFC and Pride or even UFC Strike Force, but still, Bellator is still uh, still it's still a professional league, it's a professional fight league that, that's shown all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Eddie Alvarez to be the champion, not just being champion, but beating a lot of legitimate guys, Michael Chandler, Shinya right. Yoki, um, and obviously coming in, didn't start off too great. Obviously, he lost to Donald Cerrone, but beating guys, like you said, Anthony Pettis, who is one of the best, Gilbert Melendez, mm-hmm. um, and now Rafael dos Anjos. I mean, he's been in for a while in, in the UFC, so you know it's hard to say that he's necessarily a Bellator guy, but right. he certainly, uh, you know, for for anybody that doubted his status uh, or, or credibility based on his uh, based on Bellator, you got to look now and say, okay, you know, this is the guy. This is one well, of the all time greats. And now my thing is now now is the fight they make him versus Cerrone again because <laughs> Cerrone's on a win streak. And Cerrone's the guy to beat him. And you mm-hmm. think about it, it's they always say styles make fights. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like if you remember back in WEC, you had Cerrone, Varner, mm-hmm. um, Pettis, um, Benson Henderson. Henderson. And one could beat the other, could beat the other, could beat the other. Right. And I feel that's kind of the same way now, especially with, with Khabib. So mm-hmm. you got you know, you've got two guys that have beaten Dos Anjos. Mm-hmm. You've got two guys that have beaten Pettis. You've gotten those guys have been beaten by the two guys that beat the two guys. And it's and and Cerrone's lost to to Pettis, yeah. you know what I mean, and to Dos Anjos. And you look at it, you say, well, man, e- each one of these guys can beat the other guy on mm-hmm. any given day, and it feels well, like... four-sided dice, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See what combo you come up with. Yeah, and it's just like, I wonder what's going to be next, because, you know, if, if if it goes to Cerrone and he wins, then does Pettis come back and beat Cerrone mm-hmm. again? And then, I mean, it just keep revolving. Well, well, it's, speaking of which, let me ask you, and you you as well, Terry, let me ask you guys this. Do you, as, as a fan, do you prefer when these divisions have, like, a back-and-forth title switches, or do you prefer when there is a dominant champion who just pretty much practically cleans out the division? Um, I think, you know, having a combination of both. I think, you know, in the UFC, obviously you want to have stars, you know, that, that, that dominate for a while. But you also want to see, you know, exciting title fights, you know, um, like boxing for a while. You know, Tyson was a dominant guy, but mm-hmm. you had guys like, um, you know, Tommy Hearns and all those guys, you know, in his division, Roberto Duran, and, you know, you had four or five guys that would just fight each other constantly three, four times, and you just get good fights. And um, so I think having a combination of both, but, you know, it, it's really exciting for the lightweight division right now just to see, you know, it's wide open and, you know, have a yeah. bunch of different matchups. But there definitely, I think there is something like when you look at a Aldo or or uh, Anderson Silva for that run, there's just something cool about, is somebody going to, or Fedor, is somebody going to beat this guy? Can yeah. anybody beat this guy? It's watching history happen every time. Yeah. You, uh, you, come, back, you come back for the fix of... Being on the edge of your seat, and am I going to see history happen? Yeah, and I and I think I think we need those, but I like like Terrence said, I think we also need those ones where it's just like this division is so stacked to where sometimes the division is the star. You know, right? it's like yeah. it's like in this division, you know, anybody can win any time, and then mm-hmm. there's other ones where you just go. Who's going to beat this guy? Well, you, you look at the flight. Speaking of the flyweight division, you have DJ, DJ, and then number two is like not only just a distant number two; it's like miles, miles away. Right. I mean, it, not to say it's not exciting, but it's like the next the next flyweight fight. Now, now, I mean, obviously DJ just they just found that he got hurt, so he's not even fighting at UFC two hundred one anymore. But it's like now what? Who's who's the next guy? Wilson Hayes, I think, was like the number seven guy. Yeah. Right. Like it's just kind of like well, just for the sake of cleaning out the division, let let's put him in. But, but I mean, the, yeah, I, I do agree. I, I think it. It's it both has got its benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a benefit too. Uh, it's uh, as you said, but at a certain point, you do want the more that somebody is champion, then the more 
that you want to see that person get dethroned. Right. right. Because that's history, and yeah. you were there then, you know? But I think the problem, though, is that you, you, you see... I, we saw it with... I mean, there's other circumstances, but you saw it with Fedor. You saw it with, with, with Silva. Um, you know, Roy Jones in boxing. You, you see these things where somebody dominates for so long... Uh-huh. And people go, oh, they, you know, he's cleaning everybody out. Oh, he's dominating, just knocking everybody out, finishing everybody every fight, first rounds. So, you know, just and and then when the guy loses, uh-huh. it's always well, he never fought anybody. Look at everybody he bought, he <laughs> smashed it. He didn't have any real competition, and it's like, no, he's forty now, <laughs> right? <laughs> or whatever the deal is, the road where he's kicked in. Yeah, and it's like, but but there's always that. Where if they lose, it's it taints them, and then people go, well, you know, the people used to say that about about like Fedor, and they say, well, look, he beat Noguera. Noguera just got beat by so and so. Well, Noguera's ninety years old now too. Right, it's yeah. like you can't compare <laughs> Noguera now to when he fought Fedor back in Pride 10, 15 years ago, whatever mm-hmm. it was. But people are always going to do that at the when they finally get their loss. Ah, I never fought anybody. Yeah, it drives yeah. me crazy. But there's just so many variables too, you know, in combat sports in, in general. I mean, you're bound to get caught sooner or later. You know, mm-hmm. you're not invincible. You fight long enough, you're going to suffer a loss. You know, so you know to say that these guys are not fighting anybody is like no, because when you watch those guys fight other people, you go, oh, that guy's amazing. Yeah. And you follow him to the star, and then he fights this guy, and you go, oh, well, he's nobody. You can't, you can't do that. You know? Yeah, it's an unfair statement. Uh, right kind of in retrospect hindsight's 2020 number one and number two chances are that retrospect is not 2020 yeah you just want to change your opinion and you know right. the guy's on a down slope so you know push continue pushing him down that slope. especially when you don't when you don't like him which happens like sometimes you get that dominant champion and some well, people mm-hmm. love him they're polarizing you know you love him or you hate him so right. but it's, i think over time too people just get jealous of it it's just like okay mm-hmm. well, he's gonna keep winning you know like because in the beginning of anderson's career i was like oh everyone loves anderson everyone now it's like man i just want to see him lose you know? right yeah you know? right you get tired of that flavor of ice cream and you want something right. else right <laughs> not me man i love ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> now, now speaking of uh, eddie alvarez Javier Sanchez, i want to know what you guys think what's next for each guy i know Hafia obviously is going to want a rematch. Um, is that the best bet for for maybe UFCs? You know, a few months down the road, or like you said, throwing Khabib Nurmagomedov. Is he the number one contender? Should he fight Eddie Alvarez next? Yeah, I'm not sure. What, what where's Khabib at now? Is he injured again, or has he got a fight coming up? I don't even. Uh, know He just Khabib fought back just in just May. Fought. He was supposed to fight Tony Ferguson, I believe. Oh, that's right. right. Um, and he actually in- another guy, by the way, that I keep forgetting about. But Tony mm-hmm. Ferguson and and Mike uh, uh, Michael Chiesa, Chiesa, those guys are both have improved so much, and they're just tearing it up. I'd love to see I'd love to see Khabib I'd love to see Tony Ferguson get a shot mm-hmm. um, you know Cerrone's I, had his last two at 170 right yeah. 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 yeah so you know and he's looking good there I'd continue building up that uh, yeah. that streak as opposed to saying come down to 55 and, and title fight although I know he wants that title bad and he's beaten yeah. you know Alvarez I, I, I just I don't think that um, Dos Anjos should should get it because it was one round and it was mm-hmm. it was yeah. quick um, so it's kind of one of those things where you know, if it's a third, if it's a third fight, you know, if it's the rubber match, all right, throw it in there. If it's a, if it was a, a battle, it was a crazy fight. Okay, give him a rematch. Mm-hmm. But in a first round, right, win like that, give somebody else a shot, let him go beat somebody else, come back up, and um, and it's not know. like Dos Anjos had a long winning streak of, of right. title matches. It's not an Anderson Silva, um, yeah. Yeah. trend, you right, know, or legacy. So. I, I'm always in favor of shaking up divisions and yeah. seeing because that's the chance to get to see new names. More and more these days, I feel like once you get a UFC championship, then you become a star. 
Right. Nobody cared about Stipe Miocic yeah. until right. his right. title win. Then it's like, oh, wait a second. There's this guy named Stipe Miocic. He's pretty good. Yeah, we you know? like him. Yes. Well, I think, and I think that's the thing. Like, I personally, the other thing is having exciting championships. Like, like to me, I like Dos Anjos. He's a great fighter. Nothing, but I would rather watch uh, Anthony Pettis fight any day of the week because he's just so so exciting so for me mm-hmm. I'm always like well can we get Anthony Fettis another shot <laughs> I mean he, he needs he needs wins he's got to build himself back up because he's got a couple losses but well, he's I mean, dropping to 45 now though is he? yeah he's yeah, sure. at 145 Wow. So, <laughs> variety is the special I mean, life. And like, like you mentioned, and no disrespect to Rafael dos Anjos, I mean, I think a lot of people, or more people, know who he is because he was scheduled to fight Conor McGregor. Right. And that was the fight that everybody wanted to see, and obviously that fight didn't end up happening. I think it was a 10 days notice or so. But Something that, I don't But remember. that's another guy to throw into Nate Diaz. Is he still a lightweight? Is he going to beat Conor McGregor again? Right. Throw, that's a wrinkle that, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. if he does beat Conor McGregor again, his star is going to be at an all time high. Are you going to continue with that momentum and maybe give him a title shot? And obviously, right. we've seen before a lot of guys get the shaft on title shots. I, I think Tywin Tywin really has been. I mean, obviously, he's getting one next month, but or in a few weeks. But I guess it's it's not too often or not too common that we see guys, you know, not get the title shot they deserve. So right, you know, yeah, it's know? it's almost like in a division like that, you just have to. It, you almost want to see a. a a bracket like a mm-hmm. like an old Pride Grand Prix, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, okay, like yeah, tournament. Like let, let's get these eight and and let's find a true number one contender. But you know, you can't. That's the problem that the Bellator used to have is you can't have your champ sitting around for a year, right? Waiting for a contender. It's it's silly. And another guy to throw into is Will Brooks, who fights today. And uh, speaking yes. of Bellator, another Bellator champion who you know was yeah. just mm-hmm. the Bellator champion because um, uh, coincidentally Eddie Alvarez wasn't there and now I think Michael Chandler is the champion now but you know how is he going to do mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's something to think about good in Bellator I'll mm-hmm. say that I mean he's, he ran through a lot of people in Bellator so yeah there's a lot of, the 55 division is just it's 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 always stacked. been pretty it's yeah. crazy stacked I agree what else do we got? Did oh. anything else happen this week, by the way? What's going on in, yeah. the, in the world of MMA? <laughs> yeah, nothing, well, nothing. Well, 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 another fight mm. I just wanted to quickly talk about before we get into all the shenanigans that happened the last few days is uh, Roy Nelson versus Derek Lewis. Heavyweight, heavyweight fight. Derek Lewis just looking better and better every single time. I think the last time he lost was against Matt Mitrioni. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since then, he's been looking fantastic. I mean, a lot of guys maybe scheduled or scheduled. A lot of guys scored Roy Nelson for the win mm-hmm. for yesterday. I don't know downs. what you guys thought. Yeah. It, it was close. I mean, it, you know, it, every every judge, and I've had sat down and talked with judges, good friends of mine that I think are great judges that sometimes I think make horrible decisions, and and yeah. and, and it happens all the time. Where, and every every judge I find judges things differently. Like um, I had a judge tell me that that he was like, well, if, if you control a fight for for four minutes, mount back, but you're not doing anything, just controlling, and you stand up and I hit you and I wobble you. I'm going to give that round to the guy who got who, who landed the punch. I'm like, mm-hmm. really, one punch is worth more than four right. minutes of total domination. Goes, That's a very subjective gray area. And it's like, and yeah, was... well, it depends on if he's dominating with position or just or or beating him up. Is he just controlling him? Right. Then he's not. It's a fight. He's got to do damage. And I don't know that I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But um, I do agree that a takedown, if you get back up and nothing happens, and I light you up on the feet right that shouldn't count for what it used to count for yeah agreed um but you know it's it's i'm, I'm surprised that i'm surprised that roy nelson with his jiu-jitsu couldn't could, could do, couldn't get to he was in full mount as well wasn't yeah. it yeah couldn't get any and he couldn't get a finish i'm surprised with that this was a match where i felt like roy nelson uh we saw more vulnerability on roy's part than we had in 
for for any time that I can right. remember. Um, Derek Lewis was getting up whenever he wanted to. Practically, um, he he muted a lot of um, any any offense that Roy had when Roy was on top. Right. And then striking wise, I think he probably won the striking on the feet yeah. against Roy, which well, is not an easy thing to do. Except I, you got to I got to say, Roy Nelson has the craziest chin I've yeah, ever man. seen in my right. life. Big hmm. shot, dude. Is it his chin like or is it a corner of a building? That's just yeah. attached to his face. <laughs> that it's, thing is concrete, and you cannot break it. They showed that one on the highlight where the, where he hit him with like uppercut or something, and mm-hmm. his head just snapped back. I mean, yeah. And you've seen other people get hit by Derek Lewis, and with half they that crumble, and they <laughs> yeah, like they they turn to dust. And he just was like, mm, okay, yeah. And that 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 dude's. I worry about his about him in the, the future. Long-term. Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. But I think I think part of it is you get to that. And I'm not saying he does this. I don't know how he trains or anything, but you see these guys that are good on the ground, and there's not many heavyweights on that are as good on the ground as Roy, Nel- uh, Roy Nelson. I remember Roy Nelson doing Grappler's Quest way back in the day, you know, mm. as a brown belt and a black belt. And uh, you don't see that many heavyweights moving on the ground. I mean, you know, Verdum and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Mir and whatever. But some of these guys, they have heavy, they got a great chin and heavy hands, and they're knocking everybody out. Mm-hmm. And that becomes their thing. That's where their bonuses are. That's and, yeah. and that's what they focus on. So I was a. I was surprised to see Roy actually go to the ground because you never see him do it in his fights. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder if he's just rusty because he's never there. He should be there more, but he's never there in his fights. He almost always, almost all of his fights are straight stand up. I figured it was probably just not wanting to engage with right. with Derek on the feet. Yeah, I think once he got hit early on, it was just like. Yeah, it's probably not the best Flashbacks idea. of Mark Hunt. He's like, nah, yeah. Danny yeah. Glover, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? My mistake, his last loss was against Sean Jordan. So, and Derek Lewis now has a four-fight winning streak. Mm. Um, kudos, congrats to Alan G. Bond, former AfterBuzz guest. Uh, good news for Tyrion, where pretty much any guest that we have usually wins their next fight. So, <laughs> nice. that's, uh, you know, a, g- a good rub to have. Um, obviously, Joseph Duffy looked pretty good. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, Definitely but like I said, really good. a lot to talk about in you know the world of the UFC. Where do we begin? Uh, I, th- I want to say that like early early Wednesday they had a big press conference with all the fighters from the UFC from the main card. Obviously, a lot of good stuff seeing, and then we thought everything was fine. Dana mm-hmm. White saying, you know, thank God nothing's happened, nobody's got hurt. Hours later, Usada calls and Oops. says, uh, you know, John Jones. Tested for test positive for I saw a headline for two different substances. That's what I heard today, um, but I didn't. Although see I don't think that anything has been announced regarding what specific okay. ones there were. John Jones immediately out. Um, Henny Penny, the sky is falling on two UFC <laughs> two hundred and, and no, no, I think seems like actually absolutely um, valid. <laughs> you know, oh, the panic. I, I think they said that it, it was a performance enhancing drug, just because if it was like more recreational do- drug, I think they, they test for that. Tested out of yeah, like, it's it usually a com- within it was a day out of or competition two. Competition test. Yeah, yeah. So it was clearly performance enhancing, um, and there's really been not not many details. Uh, divulged about it. But. I mean, when that news first broke, I want to say Wednesday evening, and I mean, what was your guys' thought as a fight fan? Like, Were you thinking like, oh, John Jones, what an idiot, as, as most of Twitter was saying, <laughs> like, or not again, or... I, mean, I what think that was your exact quote. quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was just, you know, just, I mean, super disappointed. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but mm-hmm. it was just like, man, come on, really again? No, are well, you guys a fan of John Jones? Huge. Yeah. Okay. Huge, yeah. yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I was really disappointed. I was like, man, really again? And, um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, all the facts haven't come out yet, so we don't know if he's guilty of, you know, cheating on purpose or whatever. But I will say I think he's just guilty of irresponsibility. I Mm -hmm. think, you know, 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 given his history and the the things that have happened, 
Um, he's, you know, he's walking on eggshells. He has to be super, super careful with, with everything he's putting in his body, whether it's, you know, especially with supplements. He needs to be paying know. somebody to, to watch yeah. this stuff for him. you got to know what's on the banned substance list. I mean, and, and look, I mean, even if it was an accidental supplement, you went down to GNC and they, they mm-hmm. accidentally, you know, put horse <laughs> horse <laughs> steroids in your, right. in, your, in your protein powder or whatever. Come on, man! It, like you gotta, you gotta know what you're putting in your body well, at can, this point. Continue about because you're a coach, so you're pretty much, yeah. and you know, you see all these fighters go. Like, what's your personal role in, in knowing that, and knowing that these guys are clean? But see, I, but I, well, partly you can only do what you can do. Uh-huh. I mean, I've, I've had, I've had guys lie to me and tell me that they're on weight when they're not. <laughs> you know, and, and and all I can do is 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 check the scale when I can, and and right. but it's you know, it depends on. We have thirty guys at our gym that fight, so trying to keep tabs on every single person. What, where, what are you doing? All I can do is, are you doing this? Yes. Are you doing this? Yes. Okay, this is what I want you to do. But you know, we're di- like I feel different. Like, I I I know places, and I won't know na- mention names, but I know I mean, so many fighters I know in, in places that that they don't even they don't even consider it cheating. You know, hey, everyone's doing it. It's cool. We can do whatever you know. They don't they, consider cheating. They don't consider PEDs cheating. Oh, okay. They just they're like, oh, come on, everyone's been doing it. Right. I mean, I've heard that over and over and over. I'm the exact like, if anyone in my gym is doing it, I don't know about it. And mm-hmm. and and I've never and I mean, I, and half the guys at the gym, I don't even know take that many supplements. Right. Like protein powder and all that, like all that different kind of stuff, and you know, so many people. You you go to these gyms and they've got they got their little thing of this. They and got the big mix, jugs and their jugs yeah, and tubs and all these different things. Oh, I take this at noon, and then this <laughs> thing over here, and then these four pills. And I'm just like, does it? I mean, I'm sure it helps a little bit, but I, I've had fighters, you know, running through people at the highest levels that I know for a fact are, you know, when he drinks chocolate milk. I mean, come on. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, yeah, I'm sure you get some kind of an edge out of it. But at this point, I don't, I don't think it's the edge that, that people think it yeah. really is. I'm sure on some level, yes. I mean, obviously in cycling, we've seen that, that nobody who, who, who wins, you know, the Tour de France or whatever does it without doping, apparently. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know that, that in, in fighting, especially like three, five minute rounds, that I think you can get to a peak level without taking stuff, but there's so many places that they they their policy is I do whatever you got to do yeah. to win. What's your approach in terms of uh, monitoring what you're what you're taking in and and how you determine what you're going to use and not use? Because John's defense essentially is I've been clean. This was something that you know I, I didn't know it was was in there. I, I think I don't want to yeah. misquote him, but. Um, you know, he he had a lot riding on staying clean for this one, and so we assume that he was doing his best. Now, and he tested clean eight times, and right. then the last one closest to the fight, he t- he pops. So it is a, that is a little weird right. and suspect. For so sure. I mean, you are fighters are susceptible yeah. to getting caught inadvertently taking something that they truly didn't even mean to. So how do you deal with that? I mean, as if fighting isn't hard enough prepping for the fight. For me, if uh, the way I the way I approach it is if I don't know what it is, I'm not taking it. If I don't mm-hmm. know, understand what this what this does, um, you know, if it's I don't if, if I don't if I'm unsure whether it's in you know under the proper guidelines, whatever it is, I'm just not gonna take it mm-hmm. whatsoever. If I find out later on that yeah, it's okay for me to take it, then then yeah, I, I'll, you know, I'll take it. How do you it. research? Um, for me, just I mean, just it, I mean the internet. You yeah, know? I mean the internet is you know you can find anything on the internet. You know mm-hmm. um, you can you, you can look up the commission rules for whatever state you're in. You can look up you know you know if you're gonna be tested by you know whoever you can you can look these things up and and, and you know find. And I know in the UFC, I know they give you a list of of, of the banned substance list. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, you know for me, you know 
if I'm John Jones and, you know, I have a history, you know, of things that have, that have happened to me and I'm walking on eggshells and, you know, I'm getting ready to fight on the biggest, biggest stage, biggest card ever, um, you know, and my life is in the entire limelight. Um, if I'm sitting there taking any kind of supplements, I have the list and I have the bottle and I'm sitting here comparing it. Right, you know right. What I mean? And I'm making sure 100%. And even if I'm not sure, hey, I, you know, I'm pretty sure there's somebody he can call and like, hey, you know, I'll send you a picture of this, you know, you know, you know, is this okay for me to take? If no, no, throw it in the trash, you know. Right. Um, you know, so I, I, that's my thing. But another thing also as well, too, I, I'm just, I'm curious about with the, um, the whole way USADA works is, he tested, you know, positive for something that happened on June 16th. Why mm-hmm. did it take so long? Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially, like, I, now, obviously, you know, I, I don't work there, and I've never worked in a lab, and I don't know how that stuff works or whatever and how and how long it takes. But if I'm the UFC, um, my main card fighters that are being tested, you know, just because I know what they did with the B sample, they expedited it, they found out a day after, you know, whether... Did they, why not? Didn't the lab already have a B sample? Yeah, but they didn't test it. So they test the A right. sample, and then they have the B sample sitting there, mm-hmm. and then if, if something happens with the A sample, then you know, the fighter can request the B sample be tested. It's not an issue of transit from the in terms of the B sample, because that sample is already it, yeah, there. Yeah, it's already right. there. It, it came with the A sample, but they test the A sample, and then they have the B sample there in mm-hmm. case, you know, the fighter wants to test it. But and, and they were able to expedite, you know, the B sample to see, you know, you know, if if that came a positive, which it which it did. But why does it take so so long? You know, it's yeah. two days, two or three days before the fight. You know, that just ruined their card. You know, why isn't there something in yeah. place where it's like, okay, this if this is June sixteenth, you know, at least you know the next week you get the results. That way they have ample amount of time to find a you know a, yeah. you know a, a replacement. You know. Um, you know, so I think that's something that they have to look into and and, and, and definitely fix. But you know, I'm, I'm happy that USADA is, um, you know, that they didn't sweep this under the rug, and and that you know it's it's showing that the rest of the MMA community that you know mm-hmm. no matter how no big no matter how big of a star you are on what stage is like if you if if you you're found cheating that you're gonna get you know. Now you've been tested for RFA matches yeah. before, right? Yeah. How many times would you say? Um, I think three times. Okay. Yeah. How fast do they come back? Do you if, if you're I don't even you're negative. Do you even hear about no, it? Never hear no, about it. don't you even hear about, about it. Yeah. Well, here's here's the here's the interesting thing that that I, I I'm really want to find out the results of this because, okay, so they said he tested clean eight times or mm-hmm. whatever during this time. So then he gets he tests dirty, uh, two weeks out. Okay, mm-hmm. it's on the when it comes out now, but he tested in June in, in June. So either he's he decided in June to change supplements. So mm-hmm. say say it's okay. I got tainted supplements. I I was taking this this one thing BCA whatever, and and this one is it has something in it that is I'm not that I didn't read or they don't put on the list that's wrong. Sometimes they don't put stuff on the ingredients. Mm-hmm. They've done yeah. that's been in the past where I remember there was a, a supplement that used to have nandrolin in it that didn't put that on the thing, and and then they eventually had to pull it off. The this shelf. was the case with Yoel Romero, right? In his suspension, there was uh, what he tested for was not labeled on the uh, on the bottle. Right. 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 So, so which makes you go, well, then, did he really get it from that, or did he get it from somewhere else? Was it in? Did they test the stuff? I and think make sure they did test it, and it was it was in, in there, there, I believe. So, so that that is that's a possibility. But the other possibility, that's a lawsuit right there. <laughs> but if you're taking this yeah. stuff for your whole camp, mm-hmm. then it seems like you would have been tested before. So right. did he just switch last minute and go, I'm going to try this new supplement two weeks before my fight? Right. Or That's was stupid. he taking a masking agent that he forgot to take or, or mm-hmm. thought that he was out of his system at this point? Right. So then, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that I think of where I say, okay, even if he, even if it wasn't his supplements, well, then why? Why, why did he start a brand new stu- supplement right. now? That doesn't I'll, make any sense. I'll be the first to defend people. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the John Jones press conference, I could be wrong about how I interpreted it, but I could have sworn initially he said 
he doesn't know how he failed the test because he's done nothing differently. Right. But then, like, like a couple minutes later, I, I thought I heard him say, like, he tried something new. And I was yeah, like, am he I? did kind of try and tra- contradict himself. But it could also just be the, the you know, situation. Obviously very emotional, maybe, John yeah, Jones, you know? probably right. misworded or just misquoted himself, whatever whatever it may be. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I got the, imp- I, I honestly, I got the impression that, that, that he didn't, like, purposely go, hey, you know, I'm going to take this. And, you know, right. Because you just, I mean, you beat the guy. You already beat the guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's not like, you know, like, oh, I'm fighting this guy, you know, that I've never fought before. I don't know what's going to happen or whatever. You know, I mean, I mean, that's just, I can just assume that would be his mentality or whatever. So it's like, you know, I, I just couldn't see him after going through all the stuff that he's gone through to get back here to risk doing that, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I just feel like it's just irresponsible. You know, I think the word is disappointed. Yeah. Because, yeah. and, and oh, not, yeah. not, not disappointed. I mean, because to be honest with you, um, just to be biased, John Jones is not like any other fighter. John Jones, in my opinion, was on his pace, on the pace of being probably the best fighter in the history of MMA. Mm-hmm. He was that good. Yeah. So for him to, you know, make these decisions, and I, I think even Dana White, and I quote, and pretty much going on what you said, Ian, I truly believe that he did take a supplement, but it wasn't intentional. I believe that. But at the same time, come on, you're 28 years old. You're probably the greatest talent to ever step foot in this sport. Call you Sada and tell them what supplements you're taking. Exactly. And I mean, right. he, he's an adult. He, he's a professional fighter. Like, you gotta and know. And he's John things. Jones. Yeah. They yeah. will make sure they provide help right. for him as needed. And you have a history, dude. You yeah. got a history, and and yeah. you have a history of making crappy decisions. Yeah. So you're not gonna so, get the benefit so of the doubt. That, you know, you're right. not gonna get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. So. To that end, though, um, that that brings into question a lot about his legacy. He's out now. Um, it, it seems kind of the tipping to- the tipping point between in, in the conversation of whether John Jones or DC is better. In the cage, clearly, we saw John Jones was better based on the previous match, right? Right. And that may possibly be the only match we ever see between those two. Right. However, the fact is that uh, Daniel Cormier is now champion. Daniel Cormier doesn't make these stupid decisions right. as a person and as a fighter, as an adult. And that is a certain – I think that does have a certain um, – uh, a certain element, a certain part of being a champion. Yeah, yeah it carries right. weight, definitely, for sure. John Jones, easily, we can say, you know, John Jones, uh, John Jones' worst enemy is John Jones. Yeah, clearly. Tyson and Holyfield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so to that end, what do, you, what do we think ha- happens? I mean, if John Jones is cleared from the B sample, again, boom, there's, uh, there's a potential l- lawsuit, possibly. Um, do we end up seeing DC versus John Jones later this year or sometime next year possibly well if I'm not mistaken I think the B sample came back positive it did? yeah really? I think that's Someone where the second drug came in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, positive yeah, and bad news gonna be, I think he's going to be gone for two years he plays, He plans on coming mm. back um, you know so we'll, we'll see but the thing is when he comes back DC will be like what 39, 40 it's yeah. like, will he still be champion right. as well too um, I didn't you know, realize the B sample was already announced. But, yeah, but I mean, I haven't. There is, there is still though. It, it's possible. I mean, I could be wrong because I don't know what happened with Yol. But um, to me, it seems if it does come back, mm-hmm. say it comes back that he that he that he took some that he took something, and he says I have no idea, and they they take his 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 stuff that he bought at GNC or whatever, and they look at the label, and there's nothing on the label that's banned, and they test it, and there's something in there that is banned. To me. 
he's done all of his due diligence to not to he nothing on the label, nothing illegal. So he shouldn't be penalized, right? Yeah. Because he didn't take anything illegal. Right. Somebody that, that that's like going to a party and someone like, spiking your drink yeah, and you then getting in up. trouble for, sure. for 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 taking for the fact that you were on Molly right. in Which, the drink and right. you didn't know, right? And someone spiked your drink. It's like it's the same kind of thing. So I think in those kind of cases, they need to. They need to say, okay, this there was an issue, and and you know, and definitely a lawsuit against yeah. whoever makes that exactly supplement. that opens up the can of worms yeah. of the supplement industry and their regulation. Well, it's, or it's lack not thereof. regulated. That's the problem. Exactly. It's a dietary supplement. Doesn't it's not regulated by the FDA on the same standards. Right, right. Because it's not of. a drug. Yeah. Right, so right. so they can put all kinds of stuff in there, and they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's been history of this stuff back. In, I remember when I was when I was in. 18, 19, 20, I used to lift weights like crazy. I was into powerlifting and all this kind of stuff. And there was this this uh, uh, supplement called Hot Stuff. It was like the, the, the new protein powder that had like, you Did know. Did you find it on the back of a magazine? Yeah, pretty much. No, it was <laughs> yeah, just, that sounds like a sure thing. <laughs> no, the thing is, it was, it was like no, everyone used it. It was like, wow, this stuff is great. And it, it was the first stuff to put in like Yohimbi Bark and like mm-hmm. Saw Palmetto and, and it had all these crazy th- supplements in it, you know, bee pollen and all those types of stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. And everyone took it and was seeing crazy results. And then all of a sudden they pulled it off the market and they, for a year, and they put it back on the market and it was never the same. Mm-hmm. And and the, all of the, the studies or all of the rumors were saying that it had uh, D ball in it. Wow, and I got to tell you, I was a, I was a nineteen years old, five eleven, one hundred and forty eight pounds, and I could bench three hundred five, and I could squat over four. Jeez. So maybe it did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe it did. You know what I mean? It had D E F G H eyeball in it. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> so you never know, but it's like it was on the it was on you know yeah. you could buy it at, at the store. You know, I mean, it was crazy. Right, oh. right. So I just mentioned John Jones probably on his way to becoming the best of all time. Obviously, that's. Probably not going to happen anymore. Right. But the guy who ended up replacing John Jones against Daniel Cormier is probably the guy who actually people think is the best of all time. Right. Anderson Silva. Was did you guys expect that at all? Were you guys expecting like maybe a Gustafsson or maybe a Musasi to move up for a second? Or yeah, you know, everybody talked about Musasi, and but I was like, well, yeah. is that an exciting fight? Mm-hmm. I love Musasi, but he didn't. You know, what's he really done? Mm-hmm. He hasn't looked that great. I mean, off and on. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it, but I love this fight. Me too. I, I don't. I don't. Same thing. Those styles make fights, and and I don't know what Anderson is now. I know he's been forty for at least three years straight. Now. <laughs> um, but man, he's my. He is. He, he and BJ Penn, Fedor, like to me, yeah. you can never touch those guys. Those are my favorite fighters. Mm-hmm. And I'm ex- so excited. I'm way more excited actually right now to see this. Not more excited than Jones, but I'm excited to see this fight. Even though I think it's a really bad style matchup for a forty year old Anderson <laughs> Silva. I'm just interested to see what just to see what happens to see if mm-hmm. you know if you know, he could do something and you know you know pull something off hit him with a flying knee while he's shooting or something like that. Right. You, I mean, you never know. So I'm excited. I mean, Anderson, you never know. You never Anderson know what that guy. He pulls. He just pulls off the craziest things, and you know. So I'm, I'm excited to see if that that happens. I don't, I don't think it will, but. What if he wins? That's what I want to know. If he yeah. wins, because first off, he for, I want to say he weighed in at one ninety eight point five for the weigh in. So obviously that's a little bit smaller than what Daniel Cormier weighed, and obviously Cormier, who who came down from heavyweight, you know, is going to put on a little bit more oh, we, weight. We do have the results here, huh? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, with that said, I mean, obviously, I think Cormier is going to have the size advantage, but like you mentioned, I mean, Silva is just 
It's yeah, amazing. His footwork, his amazing. timing. It's just, and the range. Yeah. I mean, Cormier is a short, light heavyweight. Yeah. Right. Um, so right, the, I must the, mention too the way that Anderson it is a three-round non-title fight, right. right? In the light heavyweight division. Although, I don't know what he meant by this, but I watched a press conference last night, and Dana said somebody said so it's a non-title fight. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, but hey, if Anderson Silva finishes him in the first round, he's the champ. That's what he said. <laughs> and I go, or he goes, if he finishes him within three rounds, he goes, yeah, it's not a title fight. But he said something about it. if he finishes him within three rounds, he so gets the, the belt. And I'm like, really? The well, second and third rounds are non-title, but the first he, round is a title. <laughs> if Silva does defeat him, I think we have our Madison Square Garden main event, no doubt. Right. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I don't know that Silva has the chin that he used to have, mm-hmm. especially partly age, partly mm-hmm. wear and tear. And I don't know that he's ever fought anybody that hits as hard as DC. Uh, maybe, um, but Vitor. I think Vitor. Vitor Diaz Bisping. Yeah, but those the, are recent. The difference. The, I don't think Bisping hits as hard as DC. DC hits hard, mm-hmm. but the difference is that DC's wrestling. Yeah, is going to make Anderson fight differently, mm-hmm. which is going to mean those punches are going to land he's, more. He's never really done that well with wrestlers. I mean, obviously, right. like a Chael Sonnen. I mean, who ended up beating, or who ended up beating Sonnen. Yeah. But still, you look at those first four rounds, what do you do right. against a wrestler? Yeah. Dan Henderson, that first round, he totally got out-wrestled. Right. But thankfully, Silva ended up winning, so who knows? I mean, like I said, this this style is just so... It, it makes you look... How can I say? I think it's it can be a really fascinating ground game. I would Such a conflict this, of styles. Uh, that's like you can't. Yeah. you're gonna have to not miss a single second. Like I think that Anderson uh, Anderson is is welcome to being taken down, yeah. right? And working off of his back, um, DC with those takedowns. I mean, the, the way he scooped up Josh Barnett and put him on his head. Yeah. Um, I, we can easily see that happen here. You know, Chael was taking him down, if I remember no. correctly. Although I would say from a, from a standpoint uh, from this standpoint, I wouldn't. If I were DC, I wouldn't take him down in the first round. Mm. I think that everybody takes down Silva in the first round. They maul him, it seems like, and then he eventually gets he w- out. He waits it out and takes him in they the They tire water. out, and then he starts ta- and then he starts picking him apart. Right. I think DC's best shot is to, is to crack, is to fake the shots, throw big, heavy punches, mm-hmm. come forward and pressure with punches, and, and knock Silva out in the first round. That's because... Anderson feels out. He does. People try to feel him out, and they get picked apart, or they take him down and they maul him. And then the second, third round, he gets his he gets his speed, his steam, and knocks him out. Do you guys think that DC can land on Anderson? I think Anderson Absolutely. may be able to avoid. I think he can avoid most of it, but it's just you know, like you say, with, with the age, is he, he's been. I mean, Bisbee knocked him down, you right? Know, you know, hit that and, button, and yeah. Done. yeah. So and if he's defending the shot. And especially, I mean, Anderson Silva just came off of surgery. I mean, how long has he been training? What, did he go back to the gym automatically? And has he been training for the last month, or has yeah. he not? Or I've been just... seeing videos of him, of him training, like with his boxing coach at his, his Muay Thai gym mm-hmm. is down there. So you know, I, I mean, he's been doing something. But you know. right. Either way, Shoot. I'm excited now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, if nothing else, it is an imaginative match that I don't think anybody would have thought of. There's a lot to talk about in terms of style and, and predicting what's going to happen, and there's a lot of different factors that we don't know about, and that that's a great uh, that that's a great addition. Yeah, absolutely. And thus, um, congratulations to Misha Tate, who's now in the main event slot. Nice. That's yes. history in the making on its own. Well and Misha Tate and Amanda Nunez, Brock Lesnar, and Mark Hunt moving down. That was the right thing to do on Dave's yeah. part. By mm-hmm. Yeah. And the interim title, too, I think should be up there. I think you're, you're burying that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Especially since it's going to become the, in my opinion, the undisputed title at some point. Agree. Yeah. 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 I don't think I don't Connor th- goes down to 145 again. Mm-hmm. No, no. I, I, you know, the thing, though, is that, is that 
I, th- I still kind of think Connor's Connor's win over over uh, Aldo was a fluke, and Aldo is another one of my one of those guys <laughs> that I just can watch over and over and over. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think with his the his head coming off that loss, fighting Frankie, who just never quits and who's right. got a great. This might be a rough fight for Aldo. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping Aldo wins, and I think Aldo is a better fighter than Frankie overall. I think Aldo's a better fighter than pretty much everybody. He's mm-hmm. just amazing. But I wonder if his head's if his head's right. Yeah. And and the last fight against Frankie was tough. And yeah. and Frankie doesn't go away. And um, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm wondering how mm-hmm. what what Aldo we see and and how he shows up. And if he, if he shows up, that's a different story. But if he's if he's off a little bit, Frankie's yeah. going to take advantage of it. We are going to get into predictions in a little bit. But I want to talk about Friday, July fifteenth, Resurrection Fighting Alliance from the Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. Right, is that what's called in uh, Lake Pryor, Minnesota? Minnesota. We have Pryor Lake. Excuse me. We have this gentleman right here fighting. Like I said, in exactly almost one week, he'll be fighting. Talk about your upcoming fight. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the matchup. You know, Marvin's. You know, he's he's a tough guy. Uh, Marvin Blummer. Marvin Blummer. Um, he's a tough guy, and um, you know, he's he's a fan favorite. He likes to, you know, he likes to fight. You know, uh, you know. Is he from up there? Yeah, that's his hometown. So I'm going to his hometown and fight his hometown. I'm actually probably. I think I'm the only guy. From the West Coast, going out there, everyone is also from the mid coast, uh, the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to go out there and just you know represent my gym, represent you know represent represent my team, and um, go out there and uh, just get a victory, you know, and then keep this thing rolling. Have you been out in that uh, that part of town, part of the country before? Yeah, um, I mean, I guess a bit South Dakota when I'm yeah. with one of other fights, but um, other than that, not really. Right. Yeah, that's pretty the, Midwest. The funny thing is, he <laughs> he was actually scheduled to fight his brother Melvin, really? Blummer, and Melvin fell out. Um, so they brought in for they, this specific match. for this exact fight, and so he brought in Marvin, mm-hmm. who is doesn't have as good of a record as Melvin, but I actually think is a tougher fight. Hmm. Melvin is eleven and five with 10, 10 uh, submissions. Right, Melvin Marvin Melvin was twelve and three, um, but his last fight his last his last fight he got knocked out by Leandro Higo. I believe mm-hmm. that was his last fight, or did he fight one more time after that and win? I can't remember, but but they he. Um, they're, I mean, they're, they're twins, and they're they call them the Bash Brothers because they're just huh. hard headed. How do you know that you're necessarily going to be fighting Marvin? What if it's Melvin? <laughs> right, exactly. that gets he has a scar on his head. Oh, there you go. Okay. Scar on his head. Yes, <laughs> I know. Difference. They just show up and. In, in between rounds, they swap, swap each other out. Right, yeah. Go on, go on, quit. Wait, hey, wait, that guy didn't have a scar on his head. That's you know, the, the Killer Bees masks from, uh, yes. from WWF. But yeah, um, it's, it's, it's going to be a good fight, but it's, you know, it's, it's in his. Uh, in his hometown, he's going to be the, the fan favorite for sure. And mm-hmm. Now, this is, I think, your third time fighting for RFA? Is that right? Fourth. Or, I'm, fourth. Fourth time, but like second tenure. You've had a couple of uh, matches on indie, in, independent um, promotions between yeah. and tenure. It hasn't been straight yeah. through. Um, what's the... What, what's your uh, trajectory or, or target? Obviously, it's to go from RFA to, to the UFC. Um, but what's it been like in terms of that, that journey going through the RFA and, and creating that momentum for yourself? Um, I mean, I, I loved it. It's, it's you know, it was, it's definitely, you know, different for me, you know, to, to be able to fight on national television and, mm-hmm. you know, and um, get the you know, kind of exposure that I've gotten and, you know, how people just, even the fights that I've lost, how people perceive me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, become fans of mine. So, um, you know, I, you know, I just I, I love it, and none of that's just the competition. And you know, it, it's I want to fight guys that get me to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, and and RFA is able to provide that with their roster, and um, you know, and just the elegance of you know people wanting to to fight for them. Yeah. So they have their kind of who's who they who they can pick from. You know, people want to fight for them. You know, mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, so the, I mean, the journey's been great. You know, and um, you've yeah. gone the distance with guys like Joe Soto, who's yeah. in there now, uh, Luke Saunders, I yeah. believe, for the, uh, for the RFA title. title. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, do you talk with? Uh, is Ed Torres the guy that you talk with in terms of the uh, the potential of that jump? I'm, I've talked to him, you know, a, a, a couple times, you know, and um, you know, but it's mostly mainly through through Mark. He's the guy who does who does the matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Beery does the matchups. Um, but I've I've talked to Ed, you know, and I and I've seen him around. I've gone down to Black House, when, you know, and sometimes I see him mm-hmm. there. And um, you know, he, he you know he thinks the world of me. You know, he, he you know he thinks you know that I'm a really high level fighter and that I can that I can you know you know do well in the UFC. It's just a matter yeah. of just winning and then timing them and getting signed. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, I'm definitely excited about that, and um, you know that's my that's my goal to continue continue to fighting fighting the best fighters and you know getting wins and then getting the UFC and doing my thing as well too. Right, presuming that uh, you come away with the win in uh, Minnesota, um, I, I don't know exactly RFA's schedule if they're coming back to uh, to SoCal. Is is there a uh, do you know, know? Are they talking I, about I, that? I, I think they there might be one more at the end of the year. Right, right. But I'm not. I don't think they're. They've got. But you'd hope yet. you'd love to to make that jump before then, anyway. Wouldn't yeah, you? absolutely. I mean, if I can get into the UFC as, as fast as possible, then that, that, you mm-hmm. know, that's that's you know that's that's okay by me. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, you know, if I if I have to, you know, fight another time after this, you know, assuming that I, you know that I win, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be great to fight down here in California for them as well too. Or I mean, anywhere it doesn't matter. I, I really at this point I really don't care. I just I just want to fight and I want to fight the top level guys um, that are getting get me to that next step. You know? Here's an important one for your uh, for the, considering the UFC career. What color scheme would you use for your walkout T-shirt? <laughs> Do you like the green and black or the red and blue? It's got to be red and yellow. It's got to be red and gold. Red, red and gold. Red and gold. Red and gold. Red oh yeah, flash. yeah. the yeah. flash. Do they do that? Do they do the gold? Let's see. Why uh, not. Some. I mean, it. it if you're the champion, you can do whatever you want, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can yeah. do you can do uh, green and orange. Apparently, if you're from <laughs> Ireland, yeah. But I would that would be pretty cool if they allowed me to do that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I, honestly, I wouldn't really care. You know, I mean, just to you know, right. just to just to get that and have your name on it along with the next to the UFC logo would mm-hmm. be you know just dream come true. You know? Yeah, that's, that's that's what I got into the sport to you know to to compete at the highest level, and um, you know, and that's that's exactly what I want to do. You know, so, right. Um, you know, I don't but first things first, yeah, a week away. Yeah, not looking past them, you know, at all. You know, I'm not looking. You know, I really people hit me like, oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna destroy them, this that and the other, and it's just like, no, 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 no. like I'm not really interested in mm-hmm. you getting that conversation. It's just like I'm gonna do what I always do. I'm gonna train hard. I'm gonna go out there and expect him to be at his best, and I'm gonna fight at my best. And you know, you know, I feel like if I do all the things that I need to do and do all the things that I'm trained to do, um, you know, I'll, I'll be fine at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you guys don't realize, but in fact, you're fighting the day before a uh, two very important international holidays. July 16th, believe it or not, is National Hashtag J Day, <laughs> nice. and also Hashtag Georgia Palooza. Oh yes, so, nice. Just Did saying, know. you know, in the in the post fight victory speech, I'm gonna uh, hashtag, I'll hashtag you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and everybody watching, I'm going home. for the uh, post fight interview. Happy J Day, Georgia Palooza. <laughs> everybody watching, you can watch it on Access TV. It comes on for you wrestling fans. It comes on right after New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, you know, hosted by Josh Barnett, obviously, and Jim Ross. But you can continue watching on Access TV, RFA, Friday, July 15th, Mystic Lake. This man right here will fight. Uh, of course, he's going to win because he was on AfterBuzz TV, just like right. Ellen Jibon. You name it. Uh, Brian Ortega. Uh, everybody. Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett. Big John McCarthy. Probably. No, not Big John. <laughs> I guess that wouldn't work, would it? But uh, like I said, before we wrap up, I really want to know what who you guys think are going to be some of the victors in UFC 200. We're going to start from, can't believe this is the bottom of the main card, uh, <laughs> Kane Velasquez versus Travis Brown. 
Who do you guys got? Uh, you know, I think Kane. If same thing, it's always if what yeah. Kane shows up. Yeah, but Kane, Kane when he's on is when he's that guy's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pick Kane on that one. Yeah, same thing. I'll go with Kane. I want Travis. I want new blood to come yeah. up. I, if it, yeah, if Kane shows up, then Kane's gonna show up. Yeah. yeah. I guess I gotta go with Travis Brown. It can't be all nice. unanimous, you know. Right. Exactly. You don't have to. You can think for yourself. No, I know. By <laughs> agreeing with us, <laughs> I don't know. That's no fun. It's no fun when everybody agrees with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, as you, I think I know who you think who you think's gonna win. But Josie Aldo versus Frank Edgar for the interim featherweight championship. This is a fight that's. I think it's gonna end. Like I said, end up becoming the undisputed featherweight champion. But uh, yeah, kind of want to know who you guys think it's gonna take the W. I'm, I'm gonna go with Frankie. Even though I like Jose Aldo as well, too, I'm going to go with Frankie. Yeah, yeah, Frankie makes more sense to me. You still got Jose Aldo? No, I actually, like I said, I, <laughs> I, 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 I want, I want Aldo, mm-hmm. um, but I just, I have this, I have that, that feeling that I get sometimes that, mm-hmm. that Aldo's going to pull the, pull the upset. I mean, that, that uh, Frankie's going to pull the upset. Are you going to bet DraftKings this time around? I don't gamble. <laughs> I don't gamble, and that's it's a not big ga- part. It's not gamble if it's her thing. <laughs> I the problem is when I put my money where my mouth is, then you go with the it opposite. goes out the door. Then you go with the opposite. You go with whoever you want to win. You go with the opposite of that. Yeah, but then it's I'll be win-win. proven right. No, I uh, <laughs> me me in, in gambling and wagers just is, never works. In the light heavyweight division, Daniel Cormier versus Anderson Silva. I think we Sorry? all said the, oh, oh, we, <laughs> all said, we all said Cormier, right? We all yeah, said yeah, Cormier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, honestly, I'm not just saying that just to disagree. I think Anderson's gonna gonna come out. I, I, we've seen nice. we've seen crazy things happen when we have last minute replacements. Yeah, obviously with Nate Diaz, you know, with you know, we've seen it all the time. But I think somehow he's gonna he's gonna catch Cormier. I'm gonna I hope Anderson. you're right. And, and just because we've yes. seen crazy things happen, I think this might be the one of the craziest things happen uh, you know of all time, where just one one small thing and then it changes up the entire division. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna choke him out. If Anderson wins, it'll be by uh, it'll be by tap out. I think Anderson's going to knock him out. I'm going to go out on a limb. Wow. He's going to knock him out. Uh, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brock, like Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt. Obviously, this fight, um, WWE wrestler, uh, superstar Brock Lesnar coming back from nearly five years off. A lot of people remember uh, him last losing to Alistair Overeem. Um, now Brock Lesnar says he's, he's, he's healthy, no more diverticulitis. I mean... Do you, do you think he's legit? Do you think he's coming back? Do you think he's going to be a one-off or a two-off or three-off? What do you guys think? I, I, all I know is that the, the only thing that's com- coming off is his head <laughs> when Mark Hunt hits him. <laughs> I think that this whole Brock Lesnar thing is a setup to get Ronda Rousey uh, at, at WrestleMania or maybe SummerSlam next year. So to that end, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of predicting uh, Mark Hunt as well. That makes more sense to me than Brock uh, being able to to grind him out for for three rounds, um, so to that end, Brock. Lo- if Brock loses, what happens to his tenure in the WWE? How how, how much are they really going to continue? Using him to the same extent. That's funny because him or not. They did already announce his opponent for SummerSlam. He is announced right. for SummerSlam in August. Randy Orton. Um, yeah, Randy Orton. So I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how do you Randy how Orton do you come in? No, no, well? but, but, like, <laughs> especially in pro wrestling. Obviously, it's it, it's predetermined and scripted. And I love wrestling, so I'm not knocking it. Um, like, how do you build this guy as a complete monster? You know, building up for SummerSlam when mm-hmm. he just lost in a real fight. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious what's going to happen. I, I really, really have no idea. He definitely doesn't like to get hit. I'll, I'll say that. Like it right. seems like it seems like he really 
but who, who, like who does in. though? No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. But, no, but I think and I, you I, see I, Mayhem Miller fight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I, 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 what he, what I think what he means by is just he that, can't. I don't think know, he can take no one a hit. wants to get hit, but he just it's just he the way like he reacts when yeah, he gets hit. It's really just like turning away and throwing your arms out like. You know, it's like someone's mugging you on the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks Randy like, Couture you know? once said that you, when you get, there's two types of people, and this is how you know whether you should fight or not. When you get hit, do you get energized and go forward, or do you shirk away? And I shirk away myself, yeah. so I know that's why I know I'm on the right side of the cage. And, See, and I don't know if anybody hits harder than than Mark Hunt. I mean, here, I mean, ever. don't forget, Mark Hunt knocked out Roy Nelson. Yes. That says. Tremendous, like a lot. Yeah, if you say, yeah, we were talking about that punch earlier. Derek mm-hmm. Lewis hit him with a punch that would have knocked my head off, and and he walked through it. And Mark Hunt knocked him out. This <laughs> like, gives me a really good idea. Complete non sequitur, but I was playing the video game Rampage the other week. You remember where the, the, the monsters? No, no, no. The monsters like take or the down. Death Jam? The, no, the, the video game where they like break. Break buildings and stuff. Your Godzilla or your King Kong or okay, something. Oh yeah, you climb up yeah. buildings and you break it down, and that's the goal of the video game. Wouldn't it be nice to revamp that whole thing? And then like, there's a special Mark Hunt character. It just comes <laughs> out, <laughs> boom! One punch <laughs> of building. And <laughs> so you'll see a character. That's what I wanted. Oh, they, that's they, what they pulled up happen. the my yeah. man on our right big there. screen. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. But like I, said, I, I do kind of agree with what you're saying. I, I don't. Most people I don't think don't like to get hit. I just think that Brock Lesnar can't take a hit. When he does get hit, we saw with the Cain Velasquez fight, he literally like turned around and started running away just because he didn't know what to do. We also right. verbally tapped too. People think that um, um, I forgot who was it. Was it was it Herb or, or Big John to stop the fight? But uh, I think it was Big John. He said he verbally tapped. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But even with Shane Carwin, I mean that guy. I mean yes, Shane Brock Lesnar right, yeah. won. Yeah. But I think it was more so Shane just if he had any bit of of, of cardio at all, yeah. he probably would have won that fight. Oh, yeah. You know, dominated and then just gassed out trying to finish. Like that's talk about blowing your wad. That was like the <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> Blowing your wad moment. Yeah. And of course, the main event, like I said, congratulations to these women. They, they deserve it, especially Misha Tate. Misha Tate defending her championship against Amanda Nunes. That, I think, I, I'm excited for that fight as well. Who do you guys have for that fight? I'm, I'm going with Misha, and it's that's another one. The, the women's 135 division to me is just like the men's 155 division. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like. I, I just like Rhonda's got Misha's number. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel that Amanda would have been a good fight for Rhonda. I've been I was saying that before Rhonda lost. I'm mm-hmm. like Amanda's a good fight because she's good on the ground and she's tough. Mm-hmm. But I think that where <coughs> they match up style wise, I think I think Misha's better in those areas than Amanda is. Better on probably better on the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, wrestling and and so I, th- I think Misha's got it. But man, uh, those the four that are there, Holly and and and, and then actually if you add Cat in too, right? They all kind of have each other's number, I think. You know, mm-hmm. so but yeah, I think Misha's gonna get it. Yeah, speaking of which, Kat Zingano coming back from her loss to, to Ronda Rousey against Juliana Pena. That's a fight to look forward to. I've been saying Juliana Pena is one of the fighters to watch in yeah. the future, so we'll see how she does against a top contender. Um, who, who do you have for the for the new main event, Pena or, I, I like or, I'm sorry, Nunez or Misha? Uh, I, I like Misha as well. Um, the question is whether it, uh, how far it goes, really. Uh, if you go into deep waters in the third, fourth, and fifth round, uh, or if Misha's able to, to kind of... Fu- find the opening early in like the first or second um, and, and that's where I'm kind of wavering back and forth I can see Misha wanting to take her mm-hmm. uh, to the third or fourth yeah I don't think I don't know that, that Amanda's going to have the gas yeah I, just, I think yeah Misha's boxing and looking really really good too she's added power she's throwing combinations and you know I, I feel like even if she starts having success with the boxing there's no point even t- trying to take her down and go to the ground if she doesn't have to so mm-hmm. 
Well, we'll be back here at After Buzz TV in a little bit more than 48 hours to talk all about UFC 200. I cannot wait to talk about it. It's going to be from top to bottom. The most stacked card. Not even even the Fight Pass fights are p- potential main yeah. events for like Fox, Fox Sports 1 uh, Fox Sports One cards. But uh, before we wrap up, where can people find you? Of course, you got a fight coming up in one week, as we mentioned earlier. So uh, where can people find you guys? Well, you, you can find me at, at Twitter or, or Facebook. It's at Comedioker. And I've got a comedy special called Critical and Thinking that's on iTunes and Hulu. And i got yeah. another, another one that I'm taping in October that um, we're working on for Netflix. Any so, stand-up actually. shows anytime soon? Or? Um, well, I'm taping. Like, if you're in Santa Cruz, California, okay. on October 16th, I'll be taping my next special, October 16th. And then I'm going to be up at the uh, on the 22nd of this month, July. Uh, I'll be up in at the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley, California. Yeah. Cool. You find me on Facebook, just my name, Taran Flashware, and then I'm um, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Flash MMA. JTan716, all over your internet. It's going to be his last show, too, UFC uh, 200. Oh, Can't put wait. the cat oh, out of the oh, bag sorry. now. I thought, every, I thought everybody knew. Anyways, George Hermosa, we're going to be back in a little bit more than 48 hours to cover UFC 200. I cannot wait. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We're out. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 